everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Um, so on today's episode, we have a very special uh, co-host, Kevin Hoon, who's actually my good buddy from uh, Canada. I've known him for several years now. We met in Toronto, we met in Vancouver, and uh, me and him are going to be co-hosting this episode. And we have a very special guest, Hugo Itka, who's actually in Medellin, Colombia. So um, I'm over here just uh, south of Quito in a place called Baños. And in Spanish, that means wash, to wash yourself. And it's actually a famous area for uh, hot springs and thermal baths. So we're here enjoying Baños. Um, our co-host Kevin is actually in Toronto, Canada. Uh, uh, Kevin, why didn't you do a quick introduction before we get our guest on the show today? Well, absolutely, Ricky. Thank you, friend. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you on the coast side here. On talking about travel and taking a passion and uh, literally living it uh, as a dream in terms of uh, how do I make a business out of it? It's not just about traveling and just going from place to place to place, but how do you live a, make a lifestyle out of it? And I got to do it with my wife and daughter. We went on a one-year trip across Canada, and Ricky and I, as he said, has known quite each other for quite some time. And he was a big inspiration to helping our trip become not just a trip for the three of us, but actually inspiring so many other people by turning it into, or call it the business, where it became, you know, we had a website, we were speaking, we were on media, we got CBC, we got an, um, uh, Shaw TV. It was actually quite an interesting journey how this trip of three people turned into inspiring so many people. So always a joy to be with you, Ricky, and uh, talking about travel. Sounds great, Kevin. And um, uh, Kevin and me are going to be doing a little bit of back and forth, uh, tag team wrestling, asking our guests today some questions. So our guest today is uh, Hugo uh, Ikta, and uh, Hugo is actually originally from France, but he's actually now become an expat in Medellin, Colombia. And if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you watch the video version because he actually has a beautiful backdrop behind him. Uh, the time is now uh, about 8.30, so it's uh, a little bit dark. We can actually see the beautiful backdrop there in Medellin. It's, uh, Medellin, by the way, is one of the most beautiful cities in the world and one of my favorite cities in all of our travels, just because of the low cost of living, amazing springtime climate the whole year, and super friendly people, both locals and expats, such as Hugo. So on today's episode, we're gonna be finding out about a very important topic, which is how to stop procrastination. So who here who's watching struggles with procrastination? Or do you wanna to wait to blend Every day. Because uh, procrastinators are gonna wait lift up their hand. Um, so we're going to be finding about how to conquer procrastination. I'm super excited about uh, learning from Hugo, and I know all, all of our listeners of yours are going to be learning a lot of tips and advice here. So Hugo, uh, to start off with, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. If you want to do a quick introduction, maybe a little bit of your backstory and how you ma made it over there from France to Colombia. Okay, so there's been quite some years between actually France and Colombia. I left France when I was 15. We moved with my family to New Zealand. Um, and then I went traveling for a few years. I was studying and traveling and basically changing country on a yearly basis. Um, and I did that for seven years. And then I finally found Medellin and thought, okay, wow, uh, there's something going on here. I might want to spend a little bit more time here. So it went from a simple trouble. I was, you know, um, are you still hearing me, hearing me well? There's the wind behind, so yeah, totally right. Okay, that's perfect. Um, I was studying in Argentina, did a three-month trip around South America, and found out about Medellin. I said, okay, let's let's try to find out if it's a, just a nice place to live in, or can I actually build my my company here? Um, so I worked six months for a venture capital, uh, investing in startups, 
and really understanding what the ecosystem was like. And I think after that experience, I, I was really sure that I wanted to build it here. So here I am uh, helping people to stop procrastinating through, through my company, John Coaching. Awesome. Uh, sounds great. And uh, tell us about um, a little bit of your background and why you decided to go into this specific niche. Um, you have a website called John Coaching and you're focused on procrastination. So tell us about what made you choose this niche. Uh, you know, one thing I learned working for venture capital was that you have to solve your own problem if you really want to make a successful startup. And and so I was I had tons of projects by, by then about uh, two, two years ago. And and I couldn't really get to it because I had so many things I wanted to accomplish, and so it was not happening at all. Um, so I started to learn a little bit more about the topic, asking friends if they had similar problems, um, and I found that a lot of people, actually 80% of the population, uh, were touched by procrastination. And and I was lucky enough to have that friend Pierre, um, who I, I used to call on a weekly basis. And I found out that every time I was getting this call with this friend, uh, it gave me that incentive to say, hey, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should do something because I, I have this call tomorrow. Uh, let's get to it. And so that's how it all started. I asked a few friends if they wanted to join. Uh, so the call got bigger. We just put it in a spreadsheet, um, invited more friends. And eventually it actually became a website and a platform where um, we basically match people with accountability buddies who call you on a weekly basis and ask you, hey, what are you going to get done this week? Sounds great. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, almost everyone in the world faces procrastination and struggles with it. I know I do, and I know Kevin does, and I know, probably, like you said, uh, Hugo, you solved your own problem. So tell us about um, why, well, firstly, let's start with why. Why do you feel that people struggle so much with delaying stuff, not getting stuff done, and procrastinating? Um, it's, it's big because it can affect every single part of your life. Um, so you're not just procrastinating launching that startup, you're also procrastinating going to the gym and procrastinating answering your 1,000 email that you have there. And at some point it just gets so overwhelming because that's the thing. The more you procrastinate, the more you procrastinate. Um, because you feel you're in a negative mood and in a negative mood you don't feel like doing anything and that's when you start to procrastinate even more and that can get to some really dangerous levels. By, uh, by googling on the topic I found some people that were in a really bad situation where it's linked to cases of anxiety, depression and I said wow that can get really far and and you know I also think if you want to build a startup um, there's a few skills you need to get first so uh, the metal skills that will allow you to launch any project and so if you're procrastinating, um, that, that's kind of the start of everything. You, you, can't, you can't do any, anything if you start by procrastinating. So I said, okay, let's solve that problem first, and then I can tackle the rest of the problems I have in my life. But um, let, let's just go for the biggest one first. Yeah, uh, Hugo, you're definitely right on the ball here. I, I think uh, we have a lot of problems in our life with work-life balance or with uh, goal setting, with finances. But if you keep delaying, uh, if you don't have a good relationship with your wife and you keep delaying fixing that, you're going to get divorced. If you don't have a good relationship with your kids and you keep delaying that, your kids are going to hit you. With your business, uh, if you don't uh, fix your money problems, you're going to go bankrupt, right? So I definitely, uh, you know, I think you've um, hit on something really important. So. How do people actually overcome procrastination? Because the temptation is to keep delaying, delaying, delaying until the timing's right or until you make time. Uh, so walk us through some tips for 
overcoming and preventing procrastination? Uh -huh. so, so our goal initially was to abolish procrastination and I'm going to tell you from these 18 months of research that that's not going to be happening. Uh, <laughs> so um, procrastination is a deep and complex problem uh, and I can give you some tips on how to solve it but it's, it's way, way, way more complex than one can expect. Um, there's a deep level such as um, fear of failure or it can, it can come from something really deep that you don't even notice uh, and then there's the structural side on, hey, what am I doing with my days? And um, Tim Urban wrote a really good article on that, uh, showing the difference between a college student and an entrepreneur. Um, so basically, you can have the same level of procrastination, but you're a college student. And so every now and then, you have an exam. So the deadline is set, and you can procrastinate, but until that deadline. And you, you will need to do some work um, before that day. Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, well, you set the deadline, and so there's basically no deadlines. And so with the same problem, you can have um, much bigger difficulties. So the first thing would be to create that structure. Um, and that can be broken down into many, many parts. But I would say that one uh, very simple thing that would take you maybe 30 minutes uh, is to make sure your goal is SMART. So SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. If you if you have if you ask yourself those five questions to make sure your goal is actually smart, that's going to be a very like a very important first step on understanding what you're doing because most of procrastination actually comes from the fear of failures, the fear of not being able to do what you're supposed to do. But when you don't even know what you're going to be doing because your goal is going to the gym, okay, so how often should you be going, or um, you know what what exactly how measurable is your goal, how specific is it? Uh, once you have those those points uh, cleared out of your mind, that's the first very big step. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to go into too much detail on, on the other steps. Uh, there, there would be so much to talk about. Just ask me some more questions. That would be easier. <laughs> Actually, uh, that's exactly what I wanted you to do. I want you to walk us through the other steps. Uh, so you set your goal. Uh, for example, I'm going to use myself, okay? Um, I have a big summit that's coming up this November. It's called the Digital Nomad Mastery Summit. And I've been talking about this all the way since May. And uh, I keep delaying it because uh, I'm like, I'm waiting for the website, I'm waiting for all the speakers, I'm waiting for uh, the copywriting. And I keep waiting and waiting and waiting. And I use excuses. Like uh, at the end of the day, those are excuses. But uh, I think some of them are legitimate. I mean, I can't launch the summit publicly unless I have the website, unless I have all the speakers confirmed, unless I have good copywriting, unless I have the sales page built, et cetera. So in my case, I'm trying to launch a summit. So um, give me some tips uh, from your expertise on, on what should I do to just launch it? Like they say in the Nike slogan, just do it. Okay, so basically once you know what you're gonna be doing, you know that's the summit and you know what's gonna be happening, um, you, you kind of have to find out what tasks are included in getting there. Uh, so if you don't know already, that's going to be a bit of research. And if you do, you actually have to write it all down. Uh, so write the list of tasks that you're going to be accomplishing and then put them in a calendar where you know you're going to have time for that. So it's super important that you actually dedicate some time to it um, and, and not by pushing yourself too much at the beginning, just starting with something very small. Um, most of our customers start with maybe 10 minutes a day of whatever they're doing. Um, so you could say, no, I need to invest, I need to do it every day, but that's not going to be happening. You know it. If, if you've tried launching different projects uh, and you were super motivated on day one and, and set your goals of three, four hours a day, 
you will know that's not going to be happening. So I would start with a very, very small goal of, let's say, 10 minutes a day so that you'll start creating habits. And we could talk about habit creation, but that would be another half an hour, uh, at least. Uh, <laughs> um, and once you have that, that, that time block, you actually put it in a calendar so that you have a reminder. Um, it's super important to have something that will make you remind that you should be doing it. So that can be uh, an alarm. So putting it in your calendar, you have those 10 minutes that's from 8.30 to 8.40 in the morning or something like that, where you know you're going to be able to do it. Um, or to have something that will make you remind it. So that could be brushing your teeth or any activity that you do on a daily basis. And so you start to associate that activity with whatever you, you're going to be doing. Um, and to make sure you even put it in your brain, uh, that your brain even remembers it and want to do it again, the best thing would be to add a reward to that. Um, so you have your tasks, you have something that will make you remember that you should be doing your task, an alarm, uh, something you're doing during your day, and then you give yourself a reward of, hey, I'm going to be uh, watching a movie I like, or meeting up with some friends, or having a lunch. Um, food is always a great way to reward yourself. And so you're tricking your brain into uh, thinking positively, thinking, hey, if I don't procrastinate, I'll get a reward. Because the thing with procrastination is that you get a reward automatically while procrastinating. If you decide to stop working and procrastinate, you will actually enjoy doing the activity of procrastinating, like watching videos or, or, or doing something you should be doing, scrolling your Facebook. Uh, that's automatically a reward for your brain. And so you're training your brain to procrastinate more and more. And what you want to do is the exact opposite. So train your brain to do something that is good for you and then reward it by having some food, meeting with people, doing whatever you like. Um, so you start to build some self-discipline and that's really the basis of, of, the, of the procrastination problem is that we are lacking self-discipline. So I recap. First, make your goal smart. Um, second, break it down to a, to a list of tasks. Third, um, set a moment for these tasks with a cue that you will remember. Um, and then the fourth and super important point would be to get an accountability buddy to make sure you stick to it. And, and there's nothing like having someone that know what you're going to be doing because you can tell to yourself, well, you know, I planned it, but maybe I'm not going to be doing it. But when you have to tell a friend or someone else about it, it's a completely different story. Um, and that's, that's why we decided to, to tackle the problem by that angle, by providing accountability buddies to people, but an accountability buddy could be anyone, could be telling um, you, your wife or your friend, hey, uh, could you um, read that email that I'm going to send to you every morning telling you what I'm going to be working on during the day? That, that could be another way to get an accountability buddy. Sometimes uh, your wife or uh, a close friend isn't the best accountability partner in the world because they let you down and they just kind of let, let it go. Oh, Ricky, uh, you know you're tired, so it's okay you didn't do it today. So you almost need uh, a stricter, stronger accountability partner, someone like a coach, someone like a mastermind group, someone like a, a third party who's not uh, emotionally connected to you. So uh, some great tips here. Uh, what about things like distractions? Because I think at the end of the day, we all struggle with things like social media or uh, notifications or uh, maybe like Netflix or the TV or the bed or being tired. Uh, how do you deal with all of these series of different distractions that actually uh, cause us to procrastinate? Oof, that's another very big topic. Um, first, you need to identify what's blocking you. Uh, so sometimes it's about 10 things at the same time. Uh, 
uh, you have notification turned on for every single apps you have. So um, start by noticing, okay, what are the apps? What are the things that are distressing me? It might even be someone in the office. Um, and actually write it down. Write it down and make a list of that and remove them one by one. So you'll find out that most of the time people don't need you right away. They might need your help in half an hour, one hour, or maybe even tomorrow, uh, but they don't need you right away. But the focus you're losing by just answering that one question that will take you five minutes and that end up taking you not just those five minutes, but also 20 minutes to get back to what you were doing before um, is, is super, super bad. So um, w what I do is that I have some time where I decide not to have any interaction at all with anyone, uh, any social media or anything. And I would recommend, most people are productive in the morning, so I would recommend that time to be in the morning whenever it fits you. Um, so typically from 9 to 12 every morning, I use the Pomodoro technique. So for those who don't know what the Pomodoro technique is, um, it's a time boxing technique where you basically dedicate a certain amount of time for a specific task. So I would have three tasks of 45 minutes and three breaks of 15 minutes in between every morning. And during that time, I would have my phone on flight mode because I know I can contact my, even sometimes I need to contact some people on WhatsApp, but I would still turn uh, my phone on flight mode and start contacting them and they would only receive the message 45 minutes later. Um, and then anyone who's working in the same office uh, would also know about it and would do it at the same time as I do. So I would tell them, hey guys, um, we're doing that session from 9 to 9.45. Uh, you can talk to me at any time from 9.45 to 10 or from 10.45 to 11 or from 11.45 to 12. But apart from that time, if you have any questions, just write it down, uh, keep it for yourself for now, and, and that's gonna be helpful for everybody's in the room. So we're actually also organizing uh, those structured co-working sessions in, in different places here in Medellin. Um, because we see that it's distraction is a very big topic and, and you want to keep time for yourself, especially in those, in those morning sessions when, you're, uh, when your brain is still awake, keep this time for yourself saying, no, I'm actually not available. Those messages can, those messages can wait. Awesome. I'm loving your tips here. The value bombs you're adding to our audience and our listeners and our viewers today are definitely really important. I'm curious to know, Hugo, you've done all this research. You've become a subject matter expert. You've become an authority in this area of procrastination elimination. Tell us about how has actually influenced you and impacted you in your personal life. How have you become more superhuman after learning all these uh, strategies to overcoming procrastination yourself? Okay, yeah, first I wouldn't start with superhuman, but uh, it definitely helped me. Because uh, as, as I said, you know, procrastination was getting in the way of everything I wanted to do in my life. So not just building a startup. Um, and, and I really feel that what I've learned in the past 18 months um, allowed me to launch any project I want or any areas of my life. And, and that's super valuable. Now I can, I can know, okay, if I have something I want to get done, um, meditation might be one of my next goal. I already know how can I implement it. And the reason why it's not implemented today is because I also know that there's a limit on the number of goals you can set to yourself. And you have to set it low so that you keep yourself in a positive mood and, and then um, progressively start to, to increase your goal and having new goals. But that, yeah, that's been... I'm really happy to have decided to tackle that problem because I believe that it can affect all areas of your life and it, it did affect pretty much any areas of my life.
Awesome, uh, Hugo. So you've actually created a whole program, a whole system, and a whole company around this uh, passion of yours uh, called John Coaching. Uh, so take us back to the origin there about John Coaching. Where did he come up with the name? And tell us about the different products and services you offer your clients. Uh -huh. So uh, basically, John Coaching, as I said, just started with me getting this call from my friends and understanding that this could be available to a lot more people. And by that time, you know, I said we can do it collaboratively and we're still working uh, in a collaborative way today. And I said John would be the ideal name of, hey, uh, John is often used for someone who we don't know the name of. And so anyone could become John. Uh, so hence our, our first thing of saying, hey, we are all John. Um, and, and today it works the exact same way. It's been, the solution has been evolving, obviously. Um, but people who return on our platform still get access to an accountability buddy who call them on a weekly basis. Um, check up with them with daily text messages or WhatsApp or whatever uh, to make sure everything's going on track. And then after a month of using the service, they can decide uh, to either continue using it or if they feel like they want to help someone else, they can become a coach themselves and be the accountability buddy of, of someone else. It still works the exact um, same collaborative way as, as we started. And I think that's what makes more sense because when you look at the coaching industry today, um, they would typically charge $100, $150 an hour uh, for a coaching session. And and we believe that anyone can become your accountability buddy. So um, why would you need to pay that much money just to have someone checking on your test? So we're not telling people how to do stuff. We are helping them to do what they say they would do. Um, so that's our main solution. We, we have this digital solution. Um, now we're also launching um, physical sessions because we believe that uh, it can have an even greater impact when you're actually next to people. Um, so we're organizing co-working sessions that are structured with the Pomodoro technique. Um, so similar to what we're doing online, but just uh, with, with a physical solution. Sounds uh, extremely helpful. I'm curious to know, uh, what is your vision going forward? Uh, you're based there in beautiful Medellin, Colombia. Uh, you mentioned you've traveled quite extensively in South America and uh, beyond. Uh, tell us a little bit about where do you see yourself in the next few months or years? Is it going to be staying in Medellin, Colombia, traveling the world? Uh, and tell us about the vision for yourself and also your business and your travels. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been traveling for a few years and at some point um, I wanted to get to the place where to stay a little bit longer, uh, to build deeper relationships, um, also for my startups to, to have uh, a more stable network. Um, and I still travel every now and then, but I've, I've been based in Medellin for uh, about two years now, which is the longest I've done uh, in, in the past few years. So uh, yeah, I still see myself being in Medellin at least for another year, uh, probably more actually, but we'll, we'll see how things goes. Um, and, and I still like to, to discover new places to travel, it's just I don't do it as much as, as, as I did. My last travel actually uh, a few months ago was in Vancouver, so uh, it, was, it was quite nice. My, yeah, <laughs> my sister lives there, so I, I got the chance to discover a little bit uh, the tech scene there. Um, it, was, it was really cool. I went to two super interesting places. Uh, you probably know them, the, the Hive uh, in downtown. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was I was uh, I went to Demo Day from uh, Lighthouse Labs, which is doing an eight-week program that is absolutely fabulous uh, for people to start to um, learn how to code. So I found that really interesting. And then I went to another one uh, called Decontrol, 
uh, where it was a, a bit, um, Bitcoin meetup. And I thought that was super interesting too. So that was, that was quite interesting to see the, the Vancouver uh, startup scene there. I actually know several of those places and companies you mentioned, including Lighthouse Labs. I know The Hive. I've actually done events there as well. Uh, so the Vancouver tech scene is very definitely a small one because I already knew those ones you just <laughs> mentioned. Uh, so so uh, uh, Kevin, our co-host, has a few uh, clo closing questions and then we're going to wrap up. Go ahead, Kevin. Sure. Hugo, do you find that uh, people are uh, becoming more and more dependent on accountability versus trying to get a coach because you talked about that because that's a really like that's a big gap you know accountability partner versus a coach because a coach is really going to push you and they're going to challenge you and stuff do you find that the you know you know the, your focus is to say listen we're not about trying to get rid of coaches we're saying this is like the focus is more about just making you accountable because maybe you don't need a coach um you know i think we don't have exact numbers on that but about 8% of people are being followed by either a coach, a psychologist, an accountability, whoever. And um, I believe that the only reason why the 92% of people are, are still not being followed by anyone is the price issue. Uh, and maybe a little bit of the marketing, because uh, uh, people also don't, don't necessarily understand how, how it works. Um, but I think at some point, we will all have some types of accountability buddies out there. And, and that's why, um, you know, especially when you see how the education is being democratized, where you can have access to any kind of uh, knowledge you want online. Um, but at the meantime, we've lost that structure of actually sitting down and being at a university um, or at a seminar. And, and we're trying to learn it online, but sometimes it's not quite as, if, as you know, efficient as, as we'd like. And so I believe that the next step is to democratize the coaching industry the way it happened to the education industry, where you say, hey, why don't I become the accountability buddy of someone? I get paid for that. And then um, that service, so far we're providing the service at $13 a week. Um, so, and, and I believe we're gonna be able to even reduce that price in the future um, by reducing the interaction between, between the platform and the coach itself. So the coach will need to spend even less time. We still use the word coach, um, because that's what people understand, but actually it's it's 100% accountability buddies. Uh, there's not even uh, a name for that, neither in French, neither in Spanish. Uh, we do have quite a bit of vocabulary. Uh, there's no name for an accountability buddy. Uh, <laughs> so that's why we, we still use the, the, the coaching words. I think coaching is, um, is a word that people even confuse a little bit. They confuse it with mentoring. Um, but what people see as coaching is usually someone giving you advices on how to do stuff. And I still think that coaching is useful in some ways, especially uh, in high level uh, sports people or um, some kind of business coaching. But for most people, I think what they need is just someone to be there and, and stay, accountable, stay accountable for um, what they have in mind. Okay, this is sort of a fun question. Are men more uh, likely to have accountability partners or are women? Oh, more likely to have accountability partners. I actually don't know. They're as likely to procrastinate uh, <laughs> either men or women. I get that question all the time. Uh, no, we're actually procrastinating as much as, as women are. Uh, but would they be more likely to have an accountability partner? <laughs> cool. Thank you.
I, I think I think the answer to that one is uh, women are more likely because women are more likely to ask for help. <laughs> Good point. Good point. You know, us men, we, we typically, uh, when we have problems, when we have struggles, we pre pretty much hide it. We uh, go into our caveman syndrome and we don't ask for help. Whereas women, they're usually very uh, open and willing and ready to ask for help. And uh, sorry for the gender stereotyping, but uh, Kevin, you threw, the, uh, you threw the ball out there about the gender question, so I had to follow up with it. <laughs> Uh, Hugo, any final thoughts about, um, you know, uh, you've obviously covered a lot today, but any final thoughts for people who are listening and watching who struggle with procrastination? Uh, do you want to end with any final tips? Um, no, I think, again, they, they should understand the power of accountability buddies. Sometimes people are like, yeah, but, you know, I might just do it by myself. And really, you won't. Uh, if, if you've been procrastinating for years, you know it. Uh, just face it. And... Uh, and find some help. Find some people who are going to be accountable, accountable, accountable. Sorry for whatever you're doing. And that can be as simple as sending an email to a friend saying, "Hey, I'm going to be sending you an email every Monday night or something like that, uh, telling you what I'm working on this week." That can be something as simple as that. Uh, it's not always the most efficient way to do it, but but really um, don't underestimate the power of accountability buddies. And uh, speaking of accountability partners and accountability buddies and uh, coaching, you offer a great solution to this. Um, so uh, give us a plug that uh, finally uh, people wanted to reach out to you, get some support and help. How can they connect with you personally, Hugo, and also with John Coaching? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not here to sell my solution. Uh, the website is johncoaching.com. Uh, if, you, if you're finding that your accountability partner is not as reliable as you'd like to, uh, feel free to sign up on our website. That's basically all I can say. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for your time. I know it's getting late over there in Medellin and even over here in Ecuador and over there in Toronto. Uh, so it was great chatting with uh, you, Hugo, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Who knows? It might be in Colombia, it might be in Canada, or it might be somewhere else in the world. But uh, great connecting cool. with you today. Yeah, just, just let me know. If you come to Colombia, just send me a message. Uh, it was great talking to you guys and enjoy the rest of your travel. Thank you. And uh, make sure you check out uh, John um, Hugo's website. It's called John Coaching. Uh, we'll actually have the link below. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening to this on iTunes, it'll be right in the show notes. Uh, thanks, to, uh, Kevin, for being my co-host today as well. My pleasure, Ricky. Always a pleasure being with you, pal. And uh, thanks, finally, to all of our listeners and viewers from around the world. We appreciate your time. And I know it might have, by, by listening to this, it's actually going to help you become more productive in your other tasks. So I definitely highly encourage you to, uh, to take action on these tips that uh, Hugo has uh, suggested, and especially to get accountability buddy through his John Coaching program. Uh, so once again, thanks for tuning in to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money traveling the world. See you guys.